Hobby Addicts の時間です It's time for Hobby Addicts And now, here are your anime addicts Everybody and welcome to another episode of Hobby Addicts. I'm your host Mitsugi, and I am joined here. Kazuo has not arrived yet. However, we won't miss him because we have Enzo in New York City. How are you? Yo yo, I'm doing all right, man. I'm glad to be here. Another week, another episode. And we also have the lovely Mandy. She's in Cincinnati. Hello, I am here. You know, this has been a tremendously busy week for me, and. I am just happy to be here and shoot the shit and just not be working or stressing and I know, man. You know, just I, I 100% relate. 100%. I had a uh, I had a job interview on Friday and one of the things they wanted me to know was SQL and I, I know SQL but I don't know I don't use it for my job so I basically lied to them on the interview and said that I did and so I've been like studying SQL all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hard, but you know, I need to be able to in case they give me a test. So it's been nothing but just break yeah. neck all weekend. So D- does this company are. that shall remain anonymous um do they is most of their mainframe in SQL? I don't know much about their infrastructure. Uh, it's one yeah, of the, it's one of the main yeah. four large telecommunication phone companies. Mhm. And uh and it's it's a data analytics job, and they, I guess, a lot of the way that I'll be pulling data to do stuff is through SQL. So it's not what I'm used to, but you know, you know, it's fine. It'll be it'll be good. You'll adapt. You Se- will adapt. SQL's easy, so whatever. Um, yeah. But t- but today we we've all been up, we've all been playing some video games here and there, and mm-hmm. of course we all have our favorites from 2018, and you know we have a we have a good amount to talk about things that we've been playing, things we've been doing, so. We're just going to kind of do like a game roundup, I think, sort of, uh, so to speak, and kind of just have a more laid back episode and just kind of enjoy ourselves a little bit with you guys, with you, the listener. And uh, yeah, so who wants to begin? What's been going on? Yeah. What, have we, what have we been loving lately? What can we talk about that'll get uh, some of the listeners a little nugget well, that maybe they can go pick something up? So I, I'll, I'll like quickly, because I, I think I'm the one that's most into like esports for league and overwatch and from the four of us right probably mm-hmm. yeah so i personally i'm a fan of the league of legends 100 like the team 100 thieves yeah they're like okay. a newer they're like a newer team but um and this this happened like a, a while ago but i actually never talked about it on the podcast but they signed a world champion a world champion a, an ex-world champion player from South Korea had agreed to sign to the team. It was a rumor for a long time, and no one thought it was going to actually happen, but it went through. So now my boy, Bang, from Korea, is going to play 100 Thieves in North America. Bang? His name is Bang. He plays 80 carry, too, which is sick. So what, is a, what does an esports contract go for? You know, like in the NFL, I'd be like, oh, wide receiver signed five-year deal for $48 million. You know, yeah. what does that look like in esports? So the number is not quite as high as forty eight million. Well, I like I think not. like a like a like a big deal, big deal contract is like a is like a you know, a lowly one million, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a lowly one million. But so, um so so a big a big contract like you know, a top end player signs for one million. Yeah. 
top end player will probably sign like one million contract for like three, four years. So that's one million over three years or one million. Yeah, years, I'm pretty sure it's one million over over three, four years. So it's like three, three, three hundred to four hundred thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay, just curious. Yeah. I'm trying to find I, how much he's earned overall. I'm so on Liquidpedia. Th- yeah. So the thing is, like, I uh, the league because esports like the list last year was the first year that at least League of Legends had a a oh my god what it oh it's called franchising yeah they franchise the league. Um, and that's where a whole bunch of like endemic and non-endemic sponsors were actually forming teams. So, for example, 100 Thieves is owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and mm-hmm. yeah, and is also owned by Drake, like Drake, like actual Drake, like the rapper, um, like the rapper Drake, yeah. And and several other teams have have teams also. So like the Golden State Warriors have the Golden Guardians, the um, Houston Rockets have Clutch Gaming, uh, Madison Square Garden owns Counter Logic Gaming, and I believe who who else? Oh, there's there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. Nope, I can't I can't recall. But like those are all examples of like big big deal sport people getting into the league and now europe the european what was league cloud nine did you say cloud nine yes cloud nine has huge sponsors too and i don't recall who it is you know it's interesting it's like these i mean the leagues like the nba have been uh, you you listed a lot of nba teams mm-hmm. and a lot of the nba teams have been franchised for a long time that's a league that's been like that for sent for decades correct it's interesting to see that like um the owners of these of these big basketball teams are looking at the next wave of something that's new coming up and they probably view it as a um like a more of a venture type investment because you know it's like an upcoming thing they're probably not sure if it's going to be around forever but they're interested in putting their money in just in case and so yeah so so they're taking something that they already know very well which is the franchising of a sport and they're <coughs> and they're actually applying their expertise and their money to another sport and par- and purchasing an early stake in something that could be bigger 100%. later 100% and I think yeah. that's kind of interesting, especially that it's mostly NBA teams doing it. I think yes. that's interesting, and why it's and not, not baseball or football. And not and not only is it just NBA organizations, but individuals like Rick Fox, an ex NBA champion, um, he has his own team. Uh, he is the owner of Echo Fox, and but and mm-hmm. something something that he said in yes, Mandy, he's Echo Fox's team owner in league. Yeah. Um, I know you. I know you're a family like taquito in like the Street Fighter. I, yeah, scene. I am. Yeah. I'm follow mostly fighting games. I yeah. I just don't know enough about League to really understand what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, this looks cool, but I just don't. I don't know. I I I don't know enough about the game to yeah, get and, invested. And when we say League, just for listeners that don't like, no, it's it's League of Legends. It's the lol. game League of Legends. Lol. It's lol. Lol. lol League. <laughs> League. League of Lego. <laughs> League of Lego. League of Lego. <laughs> so people Legos. Some, some just call I love Legos too, but I don't know why that stuck to the to the league, but I don't know. Sometimes people call it League of Lego. But um Does anybody hate Legos? No, I you know, like I hate I, Legos. Get out of here with that shit. Does anybody Here's like the that? thing. When I was younger, I kind of wasn't about Legos. I thought they were incredibly boring. Well, they're incredibly expensive. <laughs> That, that's your my mother thought so as well. Yeah, hell yeah, they are. Are you kidding me? Jesus, I look at but, Legos uh, now and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. But like, if you put Legos in front of me now, like, I, I could spend hours with that shit. Like, I, like, I think it's extremely expressive, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's mental simulation for sure. 
Yeah. But but anyway, so like, so yeah, so with with franchising and everything, a lot of good players from different regions across the world had their eyes on North America because they're like, oh, like, yes, I'm a world champion in Korea, and yes, I'm already famous, and in Korea you're idolized, right? So like. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Faker, and this is my favorite. This is when my worlds collided in this one picture. I'm a huge K-pop fan, and I'm a huge like esports fan. So, Faker is is known as like is famously known as the best League of Legends player in existence. You know, through Legacy, he's won multiple world championships. He's been considered number one for so long is that he, it's he, like is he the goat? He's the goat. He's the goat. He's undoubtedly the goat for now. Like in this era of league, in the in the, in the development era of the league, he's the goat. Right, Faker's the goat. Um, but like, for example, there, there's this picture, this video of Faker like walking down this hallway, and the girls from Red Velvet, like my favorite K-pop group, were like, "Oh my God, Faker Nim! Oh my God, hello, hi!" And like they were like hugging him and stuff and taking pictures, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Like the gamers in Korea are so cool. <laughs> they are. It's it's insane how large esports is in Korea. It's, it's I mean, yeah. it goes all the way back to StarCraft. StarCraft 100%. was a major like televised. Um, just sport for people to watch uh in korea and it was massive yeah it was huge and that's why and joe fun fact like that's why the korea was so pissed at the at the korean league teams <laughs> because the world championship was just in south korea and yeah. all the korea teams just shat the bed they got mm-hmm. fucked by north america europe and china <laughs> Yeah, America is really going getting up there. We're really yes. like before it was always Korea would win everything. Everything, everything Korea always won, but America's really stepped it up. Yeah. America <laughs> and Europe are stepping up huge and mm-hmm. China China's currently now known as like the number one region in league. Um yeah. with Korea by legacy as number two. But like I don't know, like the way that world championship went all the re- all like all the big four regions, North America, Europe, China, and Korea are like kinda like they're there, dude. Like they're playing super high level league, which is awesome. And it makes yeah. me happy because it, it, it was always a bummer the last, I don't know, like six years of League of Legends when the world championship came around. You know, I would I would always have that naive hope that like my, my boys from North America would step up and they would just always get shat on. Every fucking time. Mm. But now it's a little different. But yeah, so with North America franchising being the first league to franchise and have all this big, big money, a lot of players from foreign, uh, other from other regions were like, yo, I kind of want to play in North America. So North America is quickly becoming a, like a huge melting pot of talent where we have like the best North American players are still playing. And then we have like a lot of top tier talent from across the world mm. coming to play in North America. Interesting. And yeah, it's. It is becoming a highly competitive league. Um, there's two sides to that coin. One side is that like is the is the good old all these foreigners taking my job, or like North America, they're, North they're American. They're taking my germs. They're taking my germs. Or like upcoming North American talent is a little afraid that there won't be space for them. Uh, but and and Riot Riot Games, who makes league, their response to this was to create the Academy League. So now every every organization is required to have their five starting lineup and also a five bench lineup. And then that 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 bench squad also competed in their own league with the other Academy teams from the other team from the other league. So every team has like ten to twelve players, and there's about. Uh, I think there's like 10 teams in the league. So like there's a lot of people playing League of Legends professionally now. I just discovered Tokido is my age. 
<laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, he's only he seems one so much month older. older he seems older than that. Really? I think so. He I mean he has a boyish face, but like the way he oh, like, his face he has the yeah. best like bitch face. I love it. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, so like it's not it's not that unusual for a sport to have uh, the, most of the world talent gravitate towards North America. I mean, that's how it is for football. All the football is mm-hmm. more football is more centralized in the United States to begin with, but baseball certainly. There's a lot of talent coming from Latin America, et cetera, and they all end up finding their way up to North America to to play baseball, basketball, especially. Like there's there's tons especially, of, dude. tons of players from Europe, Australia, Russia, all over the place, all coming up to to play in the NBA and and. And hockey, I'm not quite sure about. I think hockey's. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of European and Russian players as well. Yeah, it's 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 similar, but it's just not a worldwide sport. Like South America doesn't like they don't like there's no they don't really do hockey. Yeah, so it's not that unusual for me to for you when, when you say, oh, all these players from all over the world, they're all gravitating towards North America now. But you know the shortage of talent, like the availability of spots in these leagues. I mean, how many how many league teams are there? I think there's. A, I I believe it's ten. We have ten teams in the league, how like many, in the franchise. Yeah, league I'm counting league. up ten. I'm sorry, I'm looking up all this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. How many players per team are there? Five starting, five bench. All right, so you're talking about you're talking about fifty players. That's a hundred players total. So even in like the NBA, which probably has the smallest roster pool of any professional sport in the U.S. Yeah, uh, I agree. The NBA probably has around. 350 i would say active players on starting teams so i mean you're talking about you know less than a third of that but why don't they just create like a minor league esports league every um, every other sport has a farm system for for itself you know so currently the current farm system so it's it's funny you mentioned that and i and like the league is evolving to that state where we had the first 2018 like professional league of legends draft just just happened this earlier last year um the current so yeah so the current the current system is this right um several like a lot of colleges now have official collegiate league of legends teams as well so you you should like most play, most upcoming pros will like get their names known through the collegiate scene, but then also, if you feel you're good enough, there's a whole there there are several sessions called scouting grounds where a whole bunch of individuals like sign up to play in scouting grounds and like professionals watch those games play and then from the, all the when the, all those sessions are done, they, there's a draft and like. You know, teams have the opportunity to draft these free agents that put themselves up to be draft every year. That's the current farm system. But like a minor league is not a bad idea. Um, Europe, so Europe is franchising this year. Now this this upcoming season will be their first season um, through the franchise system. But if Europe is more equipped to do something cooler, where um, Europe is you know is one giant continent that has a shit ton of countries in it. So there's one official. League, League of Legends European Championship, the LEC that they right. just rebranded to be the LEC. That's where like the big, the, that's the big money. That's the big league. But in every country, there's a small league of like there's like there's the Spanish league, the Italian league, the French league. I see. Um, so they have they have a built-in farming system where like all these leagues in these in these countries are playing League of Legends at the same time, and then the big big, the LEC will then farm from these leagues, and it's already been done like. 
a couple of players from Europe left Europe to go to North America, and then those spots got filled up from people from the from rosters in these minor leagues in these individual countries. America isn't set up that way, unfortunately. Well, I mean, like, yes and no, maybe, because in, like, baseball, for example, um, you know, like, the Yankees have a farm team, and the, the farm team is there to develop the players in that team under the system that the professional team plays for, plays under. So yeah. that, like, they're actually grooming the players to play. Yeah, like, Derek Jeter, man. Came out of fucking the minor league Yankee team. But you see what I'm saying? Like, the Yankees... Mm-hmm coach their minor league players a certain way so that when they move up to the Yankees they're ready to play under that system so but like yeah uh, it seems like it'd be difficult for like an esports team that's located in Texas to just like scoop up some guy that's in a quote-unquote built-in farm system from Spain because he may not be like playing under the methodology or the strategy that the team wants to use does that make sense yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And that's actually something that... Um, so when a team decides to import a player from, like, South Korea, you know, the the first thing people think is, like, oh, what a great idea. Like, South Koreans are, like, super good. Like, there's no harm in importing one. It's that StarCraft blood. Yeah, it's that StarCraft blood, right? But what happens, and what was happening at the beginning when, when people started importing for the first time, is that... We were seeing that South Koreans that came to a team where there were no other South Koreans on there were actually performing really bad. And it had to do with a whole bunch of culture differences, language barriers, and believe it or not, like, um, and to, and then believe it or not, like, food differences was huge and also effort culture. Ameri- like, us mm-hmm. in America, yeah, we, yeah we, we try hard, but, like, not as hard as South Koreans practice, apparently. Oh, and, yeah. then, and then also food, like... There's not like the way, like the food, like the ingredients and food that people eat in South Korea is not the same that we eat here in in America. So what happened was now that the teams have more financial backing from these endemic and non-endemic sponsors, um, they all pretty much have. I think we touched on this loosely last last time we talked about like last last week um all these teams now oh, it was a it was a, a mailbag or the mm-hmm. notice me corner message um yeah all these teams now have like chefs and cooks and like personal trainers and lifestyle coaches because people realize that you know just because you import raw talent it doesn't mean it works out like things people need to be on the same page people need to be comfortable people need to be mentally healthy and also you know be able to eat comfortably and take massive in, order to, of in order to perform and take it and just snore Addie's. Someone from actually got kicked out of a team. Where was it where he got caught using Adderall? Because that's no strictly idea. like prohibited in esports. I have no idea. Yeah, it's so I, I can totally question. see why that would be. Do mm-hmm. they do drug testing in esports? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I would, I'm gonna look it up. There was somebody who got kicked out of a team. I can't remember who it was. Super interesting. I actually never heard of that. If so, I want to know. Because a lot of a lot of pro sports do drug testing because they don't want players that are all ramped up on steroids to injure another player or to injure themselves. So like that's how it is for football, right? They don't want yeah. They don't want some 100%. player that's on roids running over some dude mm. who's not. But in esports, it's more of a mental edge, more of a mental edge. Yeah, Mandy, what'd you find? Um, I, I think it was a Counter Strike player, actually, not uh, interesting league. though. I know I, I don't I don't know I that's never come up as an issue on the esports scene. I will say that they probably like esports in America. They probably don't drug test, considering like the fact that all esports takes place in California and like 
shit's laid back over there. So I am. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder, like, what kind of sponsors do esports teams have? Because if I was a if I was a company that I would for sure want to, if, like, for example, Five Hour Energy seems like a perfect company to sponsor mm. an esports team because they're like they could just you know oh they they use Five Hour Energy and because of that they're so good at you know thinking or whatever. So well, like, Red Bull's definitely Re- yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull, Red Bull's Red Bull and Monster are huge sponsors yeah. in esports. Red Bull, Red Bull and Cloud Nine are a huge. Um, a, a huge collaboration and then also red bull also works with 100 thieves as well like if you look at the 100 thieves call of duty team jerseys there's a huge red bull logo on it and then also like the cloud nine league of legends teams have the the red bull logo but i think cloud nine in across all their esports have the red bull logo on it like hungry um, box has hungry box is cloud nine right uh no he's liquid Oh, he's liquid. He's like, who's, yeah. who's, oh, Mango's Cloud9 on, yeah, from the Smash scene. He's Cloud9. I think he has a Red Bull logo on his shit, too. Um, I think Coca Cola is a big one, too. And yeah. T Mobile. And, and then, yeah, T Mobile. And then you have. Sponsors. I'm trying to remember all the ads during Evo. <laughs> during Evo. <laughs> I know, I know, like, TSM has, like, Gillette as a sponsor. I know. Yeah, a whole bunch like sneakers is a big sponsor of the of the FlyQuest organization. Um, yeah, just a whole bunch of. This is Coke and Riot of- Games part partnered with some cinemas to host more than two hundred simultaneous viewing parties. For oh the yeah, which I I, I attended one of those things. Yeah, dude, that was cool. Like when huh. I think that was like two years ago when the World Championship was. I yeah. forgot where it was, but you could go to a movie theater that was doing the collaboration between Coke and Riot, and you could just watch it on the big screen. It was sick. I want to go to Evo so bad. Sorry, I, I know we're talking about yeah. League, but now I'm just like, I want to go to Evo. I want to go to Evo too, dude. The <laughs> hype, the hype is real. I feel like Red Bull- <clears throat> oh man, Evo is like watching pro wrestling. <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> like so watching ridiculous. pro wrestling. It's There's awesome. There's always like a good guy and a bad guy. It's fantastic. <laughs> I oh God. love Hungrybox. He is one of my favorites. Like Echo Fox has more of players that I like. Like it has Tokido, it has Momochi, it has Sonic Fox, it has Justin Wong, it has so oh, many true. players. Yeah, you're right. What the fuck? I forgot Justin Wong was on Echo Fox. But Hungrybox is my favorite. I love that guy so much. He was like, I'm gonna take the weakest character and fucking wreck face with him. Wait, wait, <laughs> no, wait. No, Hungry, no Hungrybox is liquid. It's, no, Hungrybox is liquid, 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 liquid. Yeah. Yeah. What but did still, I say? You said Echo Fox, but still. No, oh, sorry. I meant uh, Echo Fox has so many players, but team, but Hungrybox is my favorite. He's oh, outside duh. of okay. Echo Fox. Yes, yes. Like, uh, yeah. despite Echo Fox having so many good players that I love and I love to watch play, like Hungrybox is still my favorite person. Yeah, because he plays Jigglypuff <laughs> to an extremely high level. <laughs> yeah, and he has such an emotional story where like his father always told him that he was never going to be anything, and he was just an awful, terrible person to him. And then he won that championship, fell down on his knees, and was crying in front of this stadium I, of people. It is so emotional. I, I remember watching that too, and I was like low key <laughs> crying also. Just right, right. I just I'm like so, I'm sorry, guys. I have to. That's what? okay. <laughs> that's fine that's fine i'll take it i'll take it <clears throat> um do we want to talk about games we've been playing yeah for sure let's I, do that turn to like just esports i actually have another question though so like it's like it's, it's been a pretty good esports conversation um 
Do you think is StarCraft the first esport? Like, because Star StarCraft what, what was like a competitive sport where they had leagues and stuff in Korea way back yeah. in the nineties. You know. Yeah, StarCraft was an international league um, where, like, well, I mean, supposedly, like, if you were good enough, you could play in Korea, but it was really just Koreans playing in Korea. But it was the, it, it did set the template for, yeah. like, esports today uh, I don't, on a, you know, comparatively much smaller scale because League of Legends, believe it or not, gets more views than the Super Bowl will ever get, ever, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's a worldwide phenomena. Like, people just, like, plug into league world championship from across the world all day for I'd like, like i'd like to see data for like on four that. weeks i think they do i'd love no, to they, see i'd like to see data yeah on that they one. have data mm. the, yeah go look it up go to riot games and then find the data it's there they boast about it all the time what am i looking up mm. uh, uh so look up like league of legends world championship uh look and i guess how would you search for this like viewership, viewership. yeah numbers i mean you could be right it just seems unlikely does it though it's the world watching this thing yeah but yeah but people throughout the world watch watch the uh super bowl also you know it's not just you know the the football's been pretty become pretty popular in mexico parts of europe and there's lots of americans and people that that like football that live in other countries like australia i agree i agree with you but it's not big in Asia, and that's where it miss, that's where it misses out. Like China doesn't give a fuck about football. The, tw- the 2017 World Championship was one of the most popular ever, with over 80 million people tuning in to the semifinals to watch the SK Telecom T1 take down China's Never Royal Never Give Up. Oh my god, that game was so wild. So it says 80 million. Yeah. I don't know. That, I'm saying that. this says according to numbers released by Riot Games, tw- 27 million people. Watch the finals in Seoul. Uh, Game seven of this year's World Series between the San Francisco Giants and Kansas City Royals was watched by 23.5 million. The so Royals. 2017 Super Bowl. Oh, oh what did that, I say? Sorry. No, it's, it's the Royals. Caso <laughs> just came in. But you, you said oh. Royals. I was like, oh, I like Royals. Sorry, my bad. It reminds me of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Royale sounds funny. <laughs> the Sorry. So, <laughs> the Kansas City Royale. According to numbers, Super Bowl in 2017 was, <laughs> was down 7%, uh, where, in which it drew 11, 111 million viewers. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I just think the Super Bowl has been the biggest viewed event. Maybe, Forever. Maybe next to yeah. the Olympics, but the Olympics is broke up into, broken up into so many different smaller events that... It's kind of hard to do like a comparison, but yeah, whatever. Regardless, esports is such in its infancy right now; it's barely even worth having the comparison, you know. So yeah, we'll, it's it's it's, it's it still crazy. Years. It's yeah, it's still crazy. Exactly. That's that's the that's the mark I want to hit. I want to hit. 10, I want to hit twenty years of this and see where we're at because we're we're approaching ten, and we're still in a development phase where like we just now have franchise leagues in now we, we have one we have, i think we had a very successful first franchise year in north america europe will have to do yeah. their part now and i want to see when korea and stuff franchise and china franchises too and how that goes down and then i'll then i'll see how the league forms up because the the, the thing about these esports is that people forget that it's based about it's it's a it's based on the game like league of legends as a game has to remain popular fun and engaging for forever it's lasted pretty long already <laughs> it has but like but then you have games like overwatch and fortnite come through yeah. and they take over twitch and then you worry right 
Yeah. So we'll have to see. But but Fortnite's esports scene, like, I don't think it's very sustainable considering I think Fortnite's a good like it's worthy for teams like 100 Thieves, for example, they sponsor like four Fortnite streamers. And like I think that's viable. Like if you mm-hmm. sponsor Fortnite streamers on Twitch. But like having huge like Fortnite World Championship doesn't really make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? And on that note, yeah. I'd like to inv- I'd like to uh, to welcome Kazo to the podcast with his hair looking very freshly cut and styled. Ooh. I mean, it was cut last week. Ooh, baby. I just uh, t- can right. I touch it? Nope. <laughs> okay, Mandy. <laughs> nope. What were you going to nope. say, Mandy? Uh, I don't know. What was I going to say? Well, um, you were going to say let's talk about <laughs> video games because I did not expect to talk for half an hour on esports. Well, we have approximately <laughs> four minutes. So. Oh. I mean, yeah, we got about four That's minutes. okay. We can save it for later. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, l- let's just make this a good talk on esports and jump jump into another small little blip here. So That's fine. Um, I was going to say, I think esports is always going to evolve whatever the biggest game is right now. Like, totally. League, I don't think is going to last forever, but I don't doubt that something else will eventually take its place. Yeah. I, but, but the thing is, like, I also think at the same time that, like, league has sustained for so long and like i like they, they have to have the money to completely revamp this game into the future you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah. they have to have this they have to have so much revenue from all this fucking shit from from so much time of people buying skins and playing and ads and everything that like if they needed to rehaul the game to up it to like amazing graphic status and shit to keep up with the times i think they would hmm We'll see, though. That's the thing. We'll see. It's definitely, definitely going to change the way the games are made. I know that. People are going to be designing games to be better for esports. Dude, I mean, it already has. I mean, it already yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. games are now, like every game has some sort of online component, even, it's, even if it totally doesn't make sense for the game. Like, it's just part of what they do now because of, I think, largely because of esports. Yeah, 100, I, I agree. I, I think any game that has a competitive aspect will have it be able to somehow work into an eSport league. 100%. Yeah. Even like games like Pokemon. I mean, that still has... I mean, of course, it's nowhere near League of Legends or anything, but it still has a very competitive scene to it that is... Um, like, they have world championships, and even that, they have to build the each game based around that scene like and then you get like your little spin-offs but yeah a lot of games now have to take into account can this game be competitive and yeah yeah, well even games that it doesn't really make sense like the last of us has an online component it's like what what yeah you know i'm pretty sure what right it definitely did mass effect yeah mass effect (laughs) like all, all these games that you know 10 15 years ago would just be the one player, player story, mode. story now we're like well mm. let's throw in an online component to see if it takes off or not you know right yeah and i think yeah i think that's the that's the mindset a lot of the companies are in like the companies like for example like blizzard made overwatch like purely 100 percent. like this is an esport out the gate like this is a sport Man. out the gate Blizzard's um, struggling though, because now I feel like Blizzard feels like we have to make everything competitive because mm. Hearthstone. Hearthstone, I felt like would have been a fun, just ridiculous card game because there were so many cards that were so silly. Then they completely reworked the game. They're like, no, this also has to be competitive. We also have tournaments for this. They have tournaments for Warcraft. We have to have tournaments for StarCraft. And they're like, I think it's because they started it with StarCraft that they're 
panicking like no we have to get a hold on this again and i think yeah. each time they're just not able to like, do it i mean you know what it yeah. is like I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what it is it's a bunch of like overweight like white dudes sitting in a boardroom going okay the daily analytics says that uh the trending is in the next five years going to be excess explosive growth for the esports so we have to drive everything towards the profitability. So let's just, you know, screw all of our values, screw everything. We're just going to push it all towards esports. It's all about the money. Yeah. That's basically you know, what it is. As much as I hate that example, I can't fully disagree because of that, of that Diablo shit they pulled. They're a pulled. public corporation. Their job is to make money, yeah. and they have to make do you, it. Do you think there's going to be a contraction? Is that the right word? Like, a, like where it... Contraction? You know, like a like a like you know, it's expanding. It's going to contract yeah, at some point. Yeah. Kind of like what happened with rhythm games and stuff, where it was like everything has a is a rhythm game, like just constantly pumping them out. It's making all this money, and then just the bottom falls out, and it's like nobody everything, wants this anymore. Everything ebbs and flows, but you know, mm. something. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah, that's why that twenty year mark is interesting to me. Like, will we even make it to the twenty year mark? If we make it to the twenty year mark with league, will it still be what it is today? Will it still be the number one esport in the world by a huge margin? Like, we'll see. I don't because because right, no, nothing touches league right now in terms of esport. Yeah, I don't know about league specifically, but I'm but esports in general, I feel like are, it's never going to go away. Now it's already like true. It, I'll give yeah, I'm I'm with you there for sure. Mm, twenty billion. We'll do better next month. <laughs> Well, I want to uh, one last thing, um, and I think Mitch, you're gonna find this interesting. So, Overwatch now has like the esport had its first inaugural inaugural year. I had a lot of fun watching it personally because I'm a huge avid player of the game. Um, but now that now they're doing this thing where like each team has a home arena and teams travel to mm-hmm. each team's arena now. Like that's gonna be a thing. Like we have actual home places and traveling and stuff i don't know the specifics yet i don't know if it's like actually going to be like oh like the new york team plays in new york and travels to other teams places and stuff i don't know if it's gonna be like that but like that's kind of i think that's kind of cool um if i have the new york team playing in new york all the time well aside from like their away games but that's crazy i never thought we'd get there i don't even know like how they're gonna regulate that because remember that like these people have to sit in front of computers and these computers are going to be what housed in the home arena. What if they had like a home digital arena mm. in VR Whoa. in the future? Whoa. Sorry, I've been, I've been <laughs> reading, not I've been reading too much what Ready I, Player One. <laughs> what, I would, what I would say is that each team is going to want to have, is going to want to make more money, you know, because, you know, it's, it's esports and just because it's esports doesn't mean it's any different than anything else and they're going to want to sell tickets. So totally, they'll get a stadium. It's not going to be a stadium like the New York Knicks. No, they may open studio. They may even share a stadium with someone else, but they will find a way to get people in in the seats for their events because that will generate money, and that and that'll help their team. You know, that'll help them pay for expenses. You know, coaching, whatever the hell they need. Grow grow a fan base, like a real fan base too. Well, what about those stadiums in Korea? Those are huge. Yeah, dude, did you see the new Lowell Park? The official yes, League of Legends park in Korea. It's fucking insane, bro. Yeah. Holy right, well, we shit. We gotta wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Yo, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Alright, so that was that was a surprising out of nowhere topic. Yeah, I didn't think we were gonna talk for 40 minutes I, of it. I I'm I'm truly passionate about esports. So like I really am. I, start, I love this shit. I love how I start the episode with, you know, we're gonna do a roundup on some of the core games we've been playing. Maybe maybe people can get some stuff that they can pick up and it's just not that not at all. all. Not at all. Not that. that. <laughs>
Whoops. All right, guys. Well, we have a podcast to do, so thank you to, to yeah. uh, all of you who listened. It's great to have you with us each week, and we love you. I, I'm telling you, I would snuggle you. I, I'd rub your back and whisper sweet things into your ear. Oh, boy. Run. And on that Run. note, we'll see you on the podcast and next week on Hobby Addicts. So until then, be good. Bye-bye. Bye.